Are you looking for valuable business advice to reach that seven-figure revenue mark? Do you want actionable tips to properly navigate through every business challenge you encounter along the way? Let Tersh Blissett and Josh Crouch be your guide in getting you to the top here at Service Business Mastery. Tune in as they sit down with world-renowned authors in business, leadership, and personal growth who share valuable insights about management, marketing, pricing, human resources, and so much more. Let their nuggets of wisdom gold guide you in owning a thriving, profitable, and ever-growing business. Here are your hosts, Tersh and Josh. Hello, everyone out there in podcast world. I hope you're having a great day. You're listening to, or if you're on Facebook, you're watching live the uh, Service Business Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Tersh Blissett. Uh, this podcast, in case you didn't know, this podcast is for service business owners, managers, and technicians who consider becoming business owners themselves. And when I say service business owners, that's going to be people who cross the threshold. I mean, your garage door um, technicians, your garage door managers, uh, pool, um, backyard aquariums. If that if you never heard of that, yeah, definitely we have listeners for that as well. Uh, our main focus typically is going to be HVAC and plumbing companies. We have a lot of those um, listeners. But with that being said, today's episode, we're I'm excited. I'm super excited about this because uh, John and I actually were talking, yeah, probably about 30, 45 minutes before we actually got started to go live here. Because uh, other than we kind of grew up down the street from each other, um, we and never met, but. Uh, the man, just the stuff behind the thought and everything, the absolute intentionality of and purpose behind everything that John and his his he's a co-founder of Arch and Tower and what Arch and Tower does and it's just kind of really I love the attention to detail on the smallest things and if you get that kind of detail and attention whenever you're thinking about even when it comes to your business name, like that just speaks bound leaps and bounds above everyone else when it comes to actually helping you. So what they actually do. So Arch and Tower, they um, pr- help you provide customer experience, improve your customer experience, employee experience, operational excellence, and uh, create strategy as far as growth, growth strategy goes uh, with your, your small business. So if you have any questions pertaining to any of this stuff, pay close attention because I'll tell you, they've worked with like Coca-Cola, uh, uh, SAP, SAP, uh, the Ritz Carlton and Chick-fil-A and LeaderCast. So that's, um, it, so for most of us, we can experience the Chick-fil-A like a uh, customer experience and how that goes. Whenever you can say, Hey, look, Chick-fil-A is called on us to help teach and strategize uh, as far as experience goes, whether internal or external, like that's really saying something. So I'm super excited. I'm super excited to talk with John today. And I know that I'm going to have a gazillion questions for him. But uh, with that being said, welcome to the show, John. Man, it's so good to connect with a fellow South Atlantan. So such an honor. And I just appreciate the the people listening in um, for taking time to improve yourself. Hopefully we can provide some nuggets and some value uh, in our conversation today. And it is really cool to see people from um, from same corner of life talking and thinking and saying, hey, how can we best help? Um, and just, just excited about our conversation today. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me, tell me a little bit about um, what is, or who is, uh, Arch and Tower? 
Yeah. So I appreciate the lead in. Um, our organization was founded three and a half years ago with the focus of helping leaders with issues that are keeping them up at night. And since that time, we've uh, we've continued to refine our, our our target market, refine our, our group. But at the end of the day, there's a $75 billion customer service issue out there. And most organizations, they're stuck in a, either being a good, a, a commodity, or, or maybe a service, but they never move into an experience. And those experiences are where price premiums can happen. So if you're a business owner, if you were to take a, a piece of paper out and you draw to draw four lines, right? A commodity is a coffee bean, um, you know, a good, maybe a cup of coffee, a service, maybe you have it on a little platter with some cream and sugar, but an experience maybe you know, that local coffee shop that knows your name, knows your order, and they know what your, your order is and they serve it with a smile. Um, I was at a coffee shop in Nashville and they educated me on a cupping situation with a coffee. Like that's just an elevated experience. And I'm willing to pay a little bit more for that. Yeah. Um, so we help organizations focus on, hey, how can we best look at our customer experience and elevate it just a bit? Maybe it's how do you connect your digital experience to your physical experience? How does your workforce understand that they're part of something bigger than just going and fixing a toilet or going and fixing a pool? No, what you're doing is you're creating an environment for your, for your customer to enjoy a summer afternoon with their family. It is way bigger than cleaning a pool. What you're doing is you're creating an experience for someone. And when you tap into that, um, we're called for purpose and something deeper. So when you really tap into those types of things and you create a culture of that as a, as an, as a business owner, um, man, what an experience. And, and people are willing to pay a premium for that. That that's not our numbers. We, we, we've seen this, 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 these big studies around, if you focus on your customer experience and better start with your employee experience. And those two things are tied together. 88% of your customer experience is driven by your employee experience. So oh, how do you create value across both of those? That's what we help you. That's awesome. I mean, I, I love that. That is a lot too. And, and the thing about it is, is each one of those things you spoke about, you could deep dive into each one of those like crazy. I mean, even just what we talked about earlier, but let, before we get off this topic, and since I said it in the intro, share with me and share with our audience, the detail that you even put towards your creating your initial logo. Yeah. Great. Um, great leadership lesson for me. Um, I'm an inpatient person. Um, you can ask a lot of people in my life about that, including my wife, my kids. <laughs> um, and in this situation, I realized um, through the growth of this organization that I have gaps in my personality that I need others around me to be better. Okay. And one of my team members um, has a great eye for detail. And we were selecting our organizational name. I had a list of like 37 of them. And what I appreciate about my coworker, his name's Ryan Long. He's like, can you just give me the weekend? I feel like we can be just a little bit better. And um, we had a decent name, but he came back with this name called Arch and Tower. And I'm going to break down each component. And it's spelled Arch, A-R-C-H, the plus sign, Tower, T-O-W-E-R. And when I saw the name, I remember exactly where I was, Trish. I was in uh, the, the Orlando airport and I looked down on my phone and he had sent three names and I saw that one. I was like, that's it. Mm -hmm. Because arches span gaps and carry distance and they carry weight. And we like to do that with our clients. We're a firm that rolls up our sleeves and becomes part of the team. We're nested in the team. We, we, we help think through people and, and just serve, serve, serve. So arches carry weight and span gaps. We like to do with our client, do those, do that with our clients and towers 
elevate to give you a strategic vantage point over your competition or your landscape or whatever it may be. So we like to work with organizations and our clients to, to give them a different point of view or a different strategy. So that's Arch and Tower. Um, and the reason we have the plus sign or corporate purpose is uh, to be the trusted advisor for growing organizations and add value to all we encounter. That when we say all we encounter, that's not just our customers, that's not just our employees, it's our community, it's our families, it's the families of the people that work with our organization. All we connect with, we want to create value and a plus sign denotes that for us. And it's right in the middle of our brand. And if you look at our name, you'll see lower cases, a lowercase a and a lowercase t. And the reason they're lowercase is it's not about us. If you see capital letters, it's just a consistent cultural perspective of making sure that we're here to serve and we want to add value with all we touch. But that's a little bit about our brand. Um, I'm very passionate about it. Uh, we have a capital A with the A itself. It's a stylized day that throws back to, to Atlanta. Uh, we were founded here in Atlanta and half of our team went to UGA, which has a Georgia, University of Georgia has an arch on their campus and half of our team went to Georgia Tech, which has a tech tower in the middle of their campus. So there's a little colloquialism uh, we love kind of the curiosity that you get in college um, or in that season of life, if you will, for, for maybe yeah. folks who not have that that path. Um, there's a there's a season of awakened kind of curiosity during that time. So a lot of meaning in our name. Um, it helps. I can tell you you've never had this conversation before. Like you, you. <laughs> I, you know what? I spend more time at work than I do in my home. And if I'm not passionate about my work, I need to be thoughtful about what I'm giving up. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of times absolutely. it's feeling. So if I'm not passionate about it, there's something I need to check in my spirit. Absolutely. 100%. I love that. I love that. So also tell me, tell me whenever um, it's the Georgia, Georgia Tech game, football game, how is that at work? Wow. That, I mean, come on, man. That's rough. <laughs> That's rough. So for me, I, I it's horrible. I, it's horrible because our football team always is horrible. It's, so, yeah. I mean, the last time Georgia Tech beat Georgia, I was. And in my first or second freshman year at Tech, I had two of them. They gave me a second one. I did two on my first one. And that was the last time we beat Georgia in Atlanta. And that was the last, like the last century, 1999. Yeah. So it's been a brutal two two decades for me. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you there. People give, people razz me all the time. They're like, so you're still a Georgia Tech fan? I'm like, yes, I am. Uh, like my grandma, I'll go to a Georgia game. I went to a Georgia national championship game or uh, whatever, not national yeah, championship, yeah. but yeah. But uh, she's like, you're wearing a UGA jersey? I was like, yes, grandma, because gold doesn't match. It's a, it's, <laughs> well, you know what? It, 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 hats off to Georgia. They've done a great job walking yeah. <laughs> uh, down. But I, I am excited about um, what we got going on at Georgia Tech. I think the coach gets the culture and, and is working hard to basically rebrand and think differently about the brand. So excited to see where it goes. Yeah, we'll see. Absolutely. absolutely. Cool. Um, so as a small business owner, like how do we how do we create that that culture within our business? I mean, you were just talking about it within, you know, like even in your business, having that input where one of your teammates, I mean, they they're the ones who actually said, hang on, whoa, take, let's take a second. Um, almost that, you know, the to Toyota mentality, like, let's stop, like, fix this before we move forward and, and make a big mistake. What, what do we do there? Hmm. That's a man. We're going to need to have a couple of podcasts here. Right. <laughs> this is going to go long. <laughs> yeah. I think as leaders, when we realize that there's value in, in other perspectives, that's, um, th that's a, I think one of the, the lessons I've learned is because I think I've fallen in potholes where I didn't hear from others and I did not seek 
understanding and thoughtfulness. And, and I, I probably have more bruises about doing it. So I'm like doing it that way. So like, let's, yeah. let's think differently. But when you think about some of the service models that are out there, um, our goal as leaders um, is to remove hurdles from others. So if you think about this at, at the employee level, like my role is I sit at the bottom of the org chart and we've got some methodologies that help organizations think about this. Really? I'm not at the top of the org chart. My customers are. And if I'm at the bottom, what's in between my customers and I? Your team, your employees. Team. So if I'm saying, hey, I have positional authority, hopefully I have traditional authority to say, hey, and, and respect and influence to say, what can I do to remove hurdles, get in your way of serving the customer? And when you flip the work start upside down, it's a very humbling situation. And I don't, I, I'm constantly working on being better at this. But when you think of it that way, hey, what can I do to use the authority I have or the influence I have to make things easier for you? Mm-hmm. As long as they're client focused, mm-hmm. that's important. Now, how you establish that, we, we come alongside and help organizations. I'm going to give you just a couple of points that I would I would um, be thoughtful about. Really spend time about why you're in business. And to make a paycheck is one, it's a very celebrated one, but also yeah. needs to be deeper than that because people are going to be attracted to passion, to purpose. And when you really get that purpose aligned and you're thoughtful about why, if you're that pool, why are you, why do you have a pool company? Why do you have a plumbing company? Why do you have an HVAC company? I mean, for me, the, the person that we use, he comes from other areas of town to service up, up in a, a Northern suburb. And the reason is I, I trust him because there's moments where I'll have family members in my home um, outside of my nuclear family. My mother-in-law was over and I mean, it was, we had our AC unit go out and like he was there within 24 hours to help me in that situation. It was way more than, than fixing uh, an AC situation. He was helping me create comfort in my home. Wow. When you, when you, when you elevate the language a bit, you paint a different picture for your employees. You put yourself empathetically with your customer. Like those are some things <clears throat> that will help transform how you even view your own business. Okay, so how do I put that into perspective? Like, I know I'm asking you this on the spot, and a lot of times this takes this kind of probably takes some brainstorming or at least some um, group effort of some sort. But I'm thinking to myself, like. How do I provide that experience um, when I'm just a service company? So, and I I say this because we love this conversation. Like, this is our like my wife and uh, I and Service Emperor in general. This is where we shine, and it's only because we have spent like it's not just a thirty minute meeting for us. It's legitimately like the way we live, and it has to be because. Like anytime we interact with anybody, it's like, oh, that was really cool. We should do something like that in our business. Like we should. So is that the only way to do this to, Mm -hmm. to create that, that just wow uh, client experience? Or is this something where like, if, if let's say, okay, perfect example. I'm in, I'm in a pandemic. I'm stuck in a house. I can't go out, but I still want to grow my service uh, business. um, Wow. Experience with clients, but I can't really experience it myself. I can't have that Ritz Carlton experience and say, Hey, go give the Ritz Carlton experience. Like Mm -hmm. what what would you say to that, to that exact question? Mm. 
great question. So I think there's a couple of things there. Right. Well, what's the strategy of the organization would be, would be one. Uh, but let's get to a real tactical one. So understanding the strategy of the organization is, hey, how do we think differently as the organization's growing into these new challenges in these new worlds? Um, we, we're a big, big fan of data. So there's so many times like some of the stuff we're talking about may feel softy feely and like, mm-hmm. oh, and that may not be my thing. I'm going to tell you right now, we're working with a very large tire organization and we're in the warehouses. I'm seeing how they're racking tires and helping them think about, or our team is helping them think about how to be a, an organization of excellence. We're working with a concrete manufacturer about, hey, how are they serving one another differently so that they elevate the experience across the board? So this is a very hard um um, a, a hard data-driven approach. I would start with asking your customers, what are these new things and new ways we could serve? Um, first, starting with data. What data do we have on our customers? Have we surveyed the customers? Uh, are we having that type of dialogue? Are we doing industry research to see what kind of opportunities they are? Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking a big geeky report or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But for me, if I'm a leader, I need to be a lifelong learner. And am I learning about what are those industry trends? If I'm a first generation business owner and I have a second generation family member I'm working with, what's the second generation talking about? Mm. What are they, what are they seeing? Because most likely they're the buyers, right? And start to think about what is your buyer persona and how are we communicating to them? Oh, that's awesome. If you want to, if you want something on me, if you want to clothe me, don't market to me. (laughs) My wife's my buyer. Like she, 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 She's the one that I would be marketing to because yeah. that's the influence of that persona, right? I'm using that as a silly illustration. Yeah, no. Maybe help these business owners think differently about their core customer. That's awesome. But how do we find that information? Because like I can fix an AC unit, like sure. I could fix a toilet, you know. But whenever you tell me get that information, find like ask your customer. But I think when I ask my customer, most of the times they'd say, "Oh yeah, what you're doing is great." I can't think of anything better. And it's like, it's like Henry Ford's, you know, famous saying, if I would have asked the client what they wanted, they would have said a faster horse, you know, mm-hmm. versus a car. And, and so it's like, Hmm, that's a good point. So how do we, how do we introduce it to our customer and have that conversation and, and still come like, come away with it, like without it being like, like that was a waste of time. You know. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'm going to be uh, really direct. I think uh, it comes with doing some legwork. Like if you ask them, hey, what else can I do? You're not, you, you, I think educating the client on what you're potentially working on. Hey, we're exploring, expanding our services, um, potentially into serving you digitally. What would be most helpful? We've seen a pizza company have a, have a pizza tracker. Would it be helpful if you knew when I will potentially be at your location? Um, so using and guiding your customers, but that requires research. And there's a couple ways to do it. One is um, do it yourself and figure out some things or, or two, um, you can give me a call and we'd love to serve you and help you think about that. I mean, this is one of those where as a business owner, you got to do some work on the business or you support yourself with others that may be bringing those practices in. A third, a third way, uh, I highly recommend the book, Excellence Wins by Horst Schultz. He's the founder of the Ritz-Carlton. Um, he, uh, he has actually uh, has, has um, become one of our kind of really strong trusted advisors and has actually um, kind of partnered up with us on a, on a few projects. Another resource is something that um, I, would, I would recommend uh, is something called Need to Lead. 
www.ecommercecoach.com. It's one of our digital products. That's a very low entry point uh, to help you get uh, get started two to three minute segments on how to maybe improve your customer service and stuff like that. Um, another way is, Terrence, maybe you and I can connect that we've got a couple of maybe assets that we could share with your audience if that's helpful. Yeah. Um, to give you maybe a 14 point checklist. And then you can say, hey, am I doing these things? And be real. And if you really want to be authentic, ask your team, hey, how are we doing on communicating vision? Or how are we doing in our selection process or how are we doing on teamwork and uh humility is, is something <laughs> i've had to learn day in day out yeah and 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 the one of the biggest things there is like uh make sure your culture and it's hard to say this after the fact make sure your culture is one where they feel safe telling you that so we got we got a lot to unpack but 100 percent um vulnerability is, is so key especially if you're in the trades, mm -hmm. um, it, it can seem counterintuitive. Like, why am I going to be open and like authentic or share people my, some of my challenges? Because then you create the environment where folks can share the other aspects. Mm -hmm. One of our values um, and standards we set inside the organization is inside of Arts and Tower is you do bring your whole self to work. There's so much of this conversation of, you know, hey, we have a work persona and a, and a personal persona. Well, really, we all come to work together. And one thing that COVID's done for leaders is now they get to understand what's going on in someone's life. Like I was on a call earlier today and someone's daughter was like climbing back behind her. In this yes. and I'm like, oh my goodness. Well, I had never had a chance to get to connect with her daughter before. And it was just a really cool opportunity that COVID presses that situation. Now, mm -hmm. obviously there's personal lines you have to be careful about, but- <laughs> People may be having challenges that, you know, before people didn't want to have that conversation. Now people are expecting that conversation. Absolutely. Man, thank you so much. I mean, there's yeah. so much, there's so much gold there. Like honestly, so much gold. Um, Archandtower.com, is that the best place to to reach out to you, learn more? Yep. And and I can give you, um, you know, folks want to reach out to me directly. You can reach me at john at archandtower.com is my email address and we can take care of you there. Uh, but I want to give you a couple of, uh, couple of, of uh, investments in, in your audience, Tersh. And then if they are interested, I'd recommend that book, Excellence Wins. And then needtolead.com is that digital uh, kind of a, we've got a library of content that can be used at the team level. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. And and we're definitely going to have to have probably five or six more podcast <laughs> episodes for this. <laughs> but hey, thank man, you. Thank you for coming on the show. <laughs> Absolutely. Tersh, I appreciate it. Uh, any final questions? Nope. This is good for me. Uh, let's let's rock and roll because I'm definitely going to have some follow-up questions and we're going to have to get back on, a, on an episode. Excellent. Cool, hey, all leaders out there, you're not alone, even though it feels like it. Be careful in this new world. Um, you know, always reach out if you ever need to just bounce some ideas off, man. Um, I just want to encourage all y'all keep doing what you're doing. And uh, I look forward to the next conversation, Tersh. Absolutely. And thank you, anybody that's watching this live or uh, listening to this episode of the Service Business Mastery Podcast. It is the podcast focused on service business owners, managers, and technicians who are considering becoming business owners themselves. I hope you found some value in this episode. And don't forget to click subscribe so that you make sure that you uh, get any future uh, recordings. And you, you get them straight to your phone or your desktop, wherever you have it. Uh, anyways, but thank you again. We'll talk again soon. Be safe. Thank you for listening to this episode of Service Business Mastery. Now that you are equipped with essential business advice from this impactful conversation, you are one step closer to becoming the successful owner of your dreams. 
If this episode has been helpful to your business journey, don't forget to subscribe to the show, leave a rating, and share it with other owners as well. Visit servicebusinessmastery.com to learn more.